Welcome to Tales from the East End, episode 85, and it's me, of course, Gary P, with the prof, Carol Riley. Hello. We're going to review the UCD game, uh, the Prey game, or uh, the game that never happened. Talk about our trip to Cork on Friday, we get the last 16 of questions from the East End underway with Big Al and Ronan Finn, and uh, guess who's back? It's Winston. Um, yeah, so uh, we're still sponsored by Camille and uh, Glenn Dunn. Took in some crispy chili chicken there recently. It's gorgeous. I didn't get his review and now I saw he was gone. But. Yeah, he was absolutely sure for the yeah. He said he's going to head back. So definitely head back, get the match day deal, and uh, mention the show. Might get a little. Uh, might get something free out of him. So match day deal, tenner for a drink and a man. So a bit of feedback from our uh, monthly madness with Royster and Dunster last week. And Glenn Dunn says, Great show, lads. Pajo Flynn on the PA. Would be brilliant, so that's, that, has to, that has to happen eventually, doesn't it? Yeah, it's out there now, it has to happen. Yeah, just amazing, a brilliant podcast, lads, well done. I thought so much of Roy, sir, that I even named one of my tables at my wedding after him. Some great memories. And, uh, yeah, that was a... Uh... Yeah, I got some great response. Uh, Kevin said he couldn't believe it took us two hours, 16 minutes to ask about that goal. I know, yeah, we just that's... like teasing the fans, don't we? That's how we do things here. So many people love that line about how he said Gooty. Smelled tremendous. Yeah. I, I at him on Twitter just in case. Yeah. And he didn't respond. If you noticed, uh, Greatest League in the World, they hit their 50th episode oh. recently. We we're, This is 85, as you said. Yeah. So someone did ask me, actually, any plans for our 100s? And I can tell you, plans are afoot. Ooh, oh, yes. yes. Definitely afoot. Uh, interesting enough, actually. I have to start thinking, yeah. See what we could do. We have, might have to take out the three-tier stand for Johnny Blues and fill it full of fans. Um, yeah, so congrats to Brandon Kavanagh on making his Ireland under-21 debut in the 3-0 win over Luxembourg and Tala. Unfortunately, Trevor Clark, who turned 21 last week, picked up an injury with them and started on the bench against UCD. And the under-13s beat Cavantini 5-0 at Rollstone the day as we recorded the podcast. So we beat UCD 3-1 in Talat. Joey O'Brien and Dan Carr had injuries, so Sam Bone started at right back and Jack Byrne returned to the starting lineup. He never made it onto the pitch for Ireland. So um the Polish PA man, I didn't hear him because I was doing mm. the I was doing the scarf swapping stand and I was a bit uh, I was outside for most up until just until the start of the game. So did it did it go down a tree? I didn't know it either, but whatever he was, he was a big improvement on the last fella. I know, let's leave poor Connor over. Um, <laughs> Did you get any Polish scarves, yeah? We got a Lech Poznan one, and that was it, pretty much. Um, but we did, there was, there, was a, there was a good few filtering in with scarves and that, but we just totally ignored us. So, uh, <laughs> it was a disaster, I'll be honest. But, uh, listen, we tried. Um, yeah, so we'll talk about the goal. Jack Bourne, 1-0, 18 minutes, and the touch to set himself up for this was sublime. Mm. It was one of those that just gets himself out of a tight situation. This guy's lethal from yeah. 15 to 25 yards. Where he opened his body up. Opens him. Like the touch and he opened himself up and just... Fair enough, uh, uh, young hoop, Connor Cairns. He should have had it. We'll talk more about Connor. Um, it kind of hopped just before it got to him and went into the corner. But it was a super, super touch from Jack Bourne. And, uh, I love the photo of him. Like The photo captured the moment he, he swung his boot yeah. for that goal. Amazing Excellent photo. photo. Yeah. And uh, the first half chances, geez, we could have buried them in the first half alone. I have to talk about Aaron Green. And uh, Jesus Christ, what a, what a miss, let's be honest. That mm. one-on-one. Another one-on-one In miss. your interview with the lads afterwards, which is a great package, by the way, because it shows highlights just as you start talking about them. He had all the time in the world. He, yeah. he literally had all the time in the world. It, it was a terrible miss. We have to call a spade a spade. There's a debate, I haven't, I only read a bit of Facebook recently, but I was reading the forum and they were talking about whether or not people would, would drop green. And even if Oki had nicked a couple of goals in Bray, 
Do you know what? I would still play Green every so time. So would I. I'd, Definitely. I would not change a winning team. I love what Green brings to the team. I just think... It could be detrimental to the dynamic of our team if you take him out. 100%. I mean, look at the way he holds the ball up. It's excellent. It brings other players in. It's essential to the way we play with all the midfielders that we have. I think Oki's not that type of guy who holds up the ball. Mm-hmm. He likes to make runs in behind the, the striker. So I, I'm all for Green playing again and starting. It just... We have to call a spade a spade, like we said, and his chances that he missed were terrible. So, um, Connor Curran's, you mentioned him, he made a couple of good saves. One, he, he tipped over a Jack Byrne long Yeah, shot. Hollywood save. It, yeah. Was a, it was a beaut. Once again, Jack Byrne looking dangerous outside the box. And um, what else had we got? We had a couple McAniff more chances. Had a chance McAniff had a chance. That was, a, that was blatant as well. I mean, we should have been out of sight in the first half. Three or four goals, easy. But uh, some good goalkeeping. And... So, uh, 38 minutes, we had Madi made it 1-1, and uh, the first goal we conceded from open play, and there was a, you could say it was a misplaced pass, and then Pico was put under pressure, but this guy, Ferrugia, Ferrugia ah. is lethal. He, he diced Pico. and uh, Every time he got the ball and ran at us, he just caused havoc. Yeah, he was, he was excellent, excellent. I think someone described him as a, as a, flag, a, a throwback to Chris Waddle. <laughs> but he, he just, was brilliant. He, he tends to do try and do too much at the end, doesn't he? He just he beats the man, beats another man, and then he just keeps going. He should maybe lay off the ball sooner or shoot sooner. But he, if he just improves that part, it'd be unbelievable. Be yeah, but his that his run for the goal and and mm. uh, he squared it for Yuzi Maddy. It was um it was brilliant, and we went in. It was like, bad defend though, wasn't it? Because it was careless from Sam Bond. Because yeah. you watch it, he thinks Lopez is going to win the ball, so Bond stops running. And then, when your man is in, then he starts running yes, and it's too I'm late. Yes, delighted you noticed that because yeah. I was raging watching back on the replays because I was looking at Sam and I was like, right, Sam, you need to get in there and cover him. And then he stopped. And I was looking at him going, what is this guy doing? Either way, you shouldn't be stopping. You should be covering the run no yeah. matter what. And then, obviously, that's where the get a goal came from. He would have been there to intercept, but exactly, he stopped. Yeah. By the so, way, Maddie, uh, former Robbers youth. Oh, no way. And it was actually a pro- an interview with him in the, in the programme. Ah, oh, Dad, I didn't so, know that. That'd be a cool feature. From Still now. a young guy as well, a, so it wouldn't have been that long ago. An opposition interview every couple of weeks. That'd be a good feature, wouldn't it? Mm, I think so. By the way, Hoops team was a, a Polish team that week. Even Tales from the East End, the title was written in Polish. <laughs> well, c- c- come on. No idea. <laughs> some, <laughs> some letters yeah. mashed together. Uh, yeah, so one all at the break. And um, the second half chances once again... Mm. Ferrugia was uh, was running a muck on that left hand side, and we had a great view of him from Prof's perch in the south stand, and he just had the freedom of talent on that left hand side. Yeah, and he really, really did do some damage against Sam Bone. Sure, even at one all, I mean, terrified. Yeah, Whenever yeah. he got the ball, I was terrified. I mean, yeah, we should have been outside at half time, but at one all, I think UCD got a half chance, and they scored that. Oh, it's a game over game. yeah yeah totally totally agree and um, in terms of our chances like how many balls did we lash across a 6 yard box I love that I think that's brilliant I, it's you know me for wide play I love seeing that because anything can happen it's such a dangerous thing to do for you to get to the boy line whip one in with pace anything can happen and mm. ultimately 81 minutes gone Jack Warren got his goal from it he was the coolest guy in the pitch Stroked it home with. I wouldn't call that one of our last ones, was I think Ron Finn kind of. But it was still set it, him up. It was a way. It was from wide and it was it was excellent. You know, the, yeah. and Connor Cairns did well again to palm it out, but uh, his defenders let him down. It was stroked home by Jack Bourne. But up until that, like we, I think Joel, uh, made some really uh, positive impact. But I think yeah, Maloney made a good point as well, didn't he? As regards to the the. Um, the tactical switch of putting Cabo Roy full and Trev on the left, he yeah. felt that was more of an impact, uh, which he, he does have a point. But I thought Joel was very good in in, in uh, affecting the game with, with an impact. So, friends of Joel, there's two games in a row now where he's come on and he's made a difference. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, Some of Burns' true balls. Oh, I mean, there was one with the outside of his foot, which was just ridiculous. See the scoop? I'd say you. Oh, the I'd scoop! Say, I'd say you were. Creaming in the under underpants. Guard the scoop. The scoop. <laughs> it was it was inch perfect. Outrageous. Inch perfect. And uh 
Should have buried it, really. But yeah, inch perfect. So, and uh, it's a joy to watch. He did try some Hollywoods, some Hollywood balls, and they didn't. Uh, they didn't come off. You can get away with that against UCD, possibly not against the bigger teams. And he was fantastic at times, Jack Bourne. Yeah, so we're shooting into the south end, uh, second half. So uh, Conor Kearns was behind us, and the fans were giving him stick, saying you felt bastard and all this. Yeah, I love giving. The, I love to give the keepers like, oh, you eight months stage. Now we have to remember now Connor's a, a Rovers lad years. So mm. I was, at one stage I think he was he was trying to waste time, and I was there going fucking Rovers, God, hurry it up, will you, you Rovers bastard? <laughs> Just thinking of any, and I'm standing beside his brother. His brother's to me right. Yeah, and even even when we did get when when Bourne scored, place is going nuts. And you could see Carl had mixed emotions, you know, and yeah. he had Aussie Nay mixed emotions. <laughs> Carl said that they said it to him about forty times. I was like, he keeps saying mixed emotions yeah. to me. And uh, yeah. yeah, can we just say right? There was there was a moment in time. Two one, everybody's going nuts. I'm celebrating. I'm up on top of Prof's perch, giving it low. I was nearly falling off, and then I turn around, and then an Australian. A drunk Australian just falls from the sky yeah. and lands <laughs> beneath the seats, and he has won with the with the terrace. He has morphed into a sea. He's upside down. He's like, "Fuck it, eh?" He latched onto me like a Venus flytrap. <laughs> I got I got an elbow in the head from you. Didn't know where it was for a few minutes. I've got a crazy Aussie stuck to me. I literally turn around and yeah. he is upside down on the ground and is. I'm looking at him and I'm like, what the fuck? He's like, fucking <laughs> Funny things ever. I was like, he just dropped out of the sky. Ah, hilarious. I'm, I'm loving the celebration between the players and the fans at this, in the South stand. Oh, it's, it's so different, isn't it? It's, it doesn't even matter anymore who it is. Like, it doesn't matter if it's UCD or Dundalk. It's just, it was relief when the goal went in. You can see in the players' faces relief. It was relief from the, for the fans. It doesn't matter if it's a, a weak, so-called weaker team. It was a late winner. And emotions just went mad. And even when we spoke about the East Stand before, we were always frustrated that players never came yeah. to the East Stand to celebrate in front of us. Now they just flock to it. I mean, that's that's their thing, you know. It's they a natural get, thing now because it's just there. They get a buzz out of it. So, uh, and even if McIniff doesn't score, he's the one celebrating the hardest. Ah, yeah, sure. You have to. You have to. I think he might yeah. have been going to dirty games from from when he was a young lad. So I think he gets it. You know, like what we spoke yeah. about with Roy. So if like some, some footballers don't know what it's like to follow a team and, and be on the terraces so I think he gets it um, 50 kids onto the pitch 50 kids yeah that's it. and Tommy Kelly and one 6 year old fella yeah including my son as well and certain other <laughs> staff members sons and other people involved in Rovers <laughs> I'll say no more I'm just looking around and I see all these like 10, 11, 12 year olds and then I just see this elf and I go yeah. like, what are you doing pal? did you see Tommy Kelly leading the, the choir <laughs> yeah. for Bradley Hall proudest yeah. moment oh did you hear me asking Brad- Bradley about the brilliant Yeah, I can't believe I'm going to ask this <laughs> <laughs> at, least, at least he knows now that was just for Tommy had to ask him um, pitch invasions oh, Garrett it can be hazardous yeah just ask, ask uh, one Ross Dunn about that is that true? Did he... Because he was on our bus home. He's fine. Did he... Apparently, when we got the two... When we got the 1-0 in Finn Harps, young Ross slid on his knees and mm. uh, dislocated one of them. And I didn't notice on the way home. He didn't seem to be any pain. Well, according to Nate, which is already a dubious source, he had to help him onto the, the bus at the end. <laughs> Dislocating your knee in Finn Harps, <laughs> celebrating the winner. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, all the best to young Ross. Here's a stack here. Go on, this, prof. I said this one will surprise you. Hit me with a stack. Since Graham Burke left last summer. Okay. Ronan Finn in a 5-0 win over Limerick in September and Jack Byrne last week are the only Rovers players to score two goals in one game. So the only two players to get a brace since Graham Burke has left are Jack Byrne. And Rona Finn. Think of how many games we've scored three goals or more in since then. Loads. That's actually, yeah, that's a great stat. Or even think two back, goals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not many get braces. And super stuff from Jack as well. Like you said, he was the coolest customer on the pitch for that second goal. And uh, we had 94 minutes. Aaron McInef, 
Uh, how good was Trev oh, in the lead up? Super cross field ball. How evasive was that? Picked him out. Because he started in our box and then he had to turn the defender. Two lads are still yeah. rolling around the pitch now on Tallinn. Because usually, like when the keeper's out, it's just a matter of the ball lands for you and you look up and you build it. Like Clark had to win the ball, turn, beat the two fellas, whipped, find McAniff, place it. And then the chest, the touch and finish, and then mayhem ensued. Like See, we said, seemed to take an eternity for him to, to score watching it live. When I watched it back, he scores immediately. Yeah, yeah. But at the time, it was like. That's because you know what's coming here. Like, yeah. Do it! At the time, it was like, it. just put the ball in the net. Yeah. It just seems to take forever. And I uh, love how um, the new McAniff song. It has to be my favourite in years. Oh, it's a cracker. Years. It has a line about him scoring belters all the time. <laughs> and he scored three goals so far, two penalties, and an and open goal in. from three yards out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um... What a song, by the way. Oh, absolutely love it. The song itself is is a classic. And uh, the lyrics are great. So. so that is pretty much that summed up. Nothing else. Uh, <coughs> there was nearly a force as well. I think Alan Manis nearly took a throw in. Can anyone else remember a goalkeeper taking a throw in ever? Probably Ryan Thompson because he was a bit mad. But he went to take it and then he dropped it. That could have been a force. Uh, and then you interviewed Jack and Ronan afterwards. Yeah, because Finner assisted both of Jack's goals. The dynamic duo, and which uh, Jack only realised as he was talking about his first goal. I think. So you may have noticed that I've ditched the comedy microphone. Again. Yeah, I don't like that. Why did you do that? You don't like that I've ditched it. Yeah, it's, the comedy microphone was well, brilliant. I hated it to begin with. Why? And then when people started slagging me over, a few people was like, "That is a ridiculous ah, microphone." It's class. And I was like, "I know." I know. Uh, I tell you what, can we bring the, at least have it in Johnny Blues? Give us the bit off the microphone in Johnny Blues. We can record with it. Tell you what, if there's a petition to bring it back and it gets enough signatures, I'll bring it back. Bring but back the comedy mic. I love it. I thought it was brilliant. No one else had done it before. That's what I was. Lo- I loved about it. it was original. Um. Yeah. So a big shout out to the fan cam recorded by Dean Granger and his mate on his YouTube channel. So loving all these little individual individual uh, guys getting stuck in and having some sort of media input. As regards to Rovers, it's great. and um, yes, That footage is, is very good. Yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, this is what we want. We want more people getting involved. And uh, sh- big, big fucking shout out for the attendance. Nearly 3,000 against UCD at home. When's the last time no, we had that? 3,000. No, it's just under 3. Was it? Yeah, just under 3. But I mean, that's amazing for UCD at home considering they bought, what, 15? And it was all family and friends. <laughs> I think there might have even been a dog there. I think it was Declan Hughes and... His ten mates. Yeah, I, listen, it's it's a great attendance. I think we nearly pipped Dundalk, and that, they were getting they had a three five or something like that. We're home to UCD. Listen, we I can't wait for for Cork. I really can't. I mean, at the moment, there's the Wack Express, there's the Ultras bus, there's the Hoops SC, there's the Gary Twig, there's the Larry bus. I mean, that alone is a massive following. You're looking at two hundred there, easy, and our sales are over two hundred at the moment. The online sales, so. Uh, Cork is going to be a belter and um, yeah back to the game the Glen Miller sweep was closed um, uh, I don't know what the story I don't know what the crack was there from what I'm hearing it may be closed for games like that against your UCDs and your Harps and yeah. stuff like that but um, yeah so since that was closed uh, field was went to the Pines afterwards and the usual crew was there McCarns, McCarthy, Dave Dunn the whack was on the recruitment yeah. Was he? Oh, he certainly was. He showed me his travel book. It's like a little notepad and it says Whack Travel. <laughs> WAC. And, yeah. And he opens it up and it's got all the names for Cork written on it. Yeah. And Garrett, this handwriting was immaculate. Yeah. It was so neat. And what I loved about it was it was only the initial of the first name. So it was like K. Riley, G. Parsons. Yeah. It was just something classy about We've that. We've made it, it into the, the Whack Travel book. So, uh, Carl and Bucket was there. Possibly other members of the Kearns family were present, drinking orange. And <laughs> so they ended Drinking orange? Yeah. yeah. So they got on the bus as well. Ah, uh, oh, lovely. So, another five added to the Wack Express there. And Carl was only saying to me, actually, about how our WhatsApp group has introduced him to so many new other Hoopers. Oh, I love the little and group we have. Have you noticed that we're starting to... Everybody's yeah. starting to stand together now at Props Perch? Yeah, is that what it's called? Yeah. And there you go, like, uh, 
Carol asked me to ask the whack, um, is there room for these lads? And whack goes to me like, are they rovers, Carol? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> are they rovers? I was like, damn right, they're rovers. The stern look. And then he goes over and like, and there you go. And now the whack knows Carol Kearns and all them. And that's the circle has expanded. It just keeps expanding. Yeah, it's class. It really is. Love to win the cup. Love to win the cup. Keep on helping. So uh, that was that, and um, yeah. So I, I think, as far as I know, we got a good few of our Eastern European counterparts in for the game. A couple of Lithuanian flags, a couple of Polish scarves coming in. So we're very, very happy with the mm. results of that. And we're going to try something else. There will be new initiatives for all these home games coming soon. So uh, maybe a carnival. Prof, you might like that Brazilian night. That's what I was about to say. I heard that was uh, also suggested. We Brazilian could go with that. We're, we've all sorts of plans coming up. I'm sure there's loads of Brazilian ah, football fans. There has Dublin. to be. There, there's already Palmeiras fans who show up to the game. Oh, I remember that, yeah. So there's definitely, definitely. I mean, the Brazilians, it's their religion. So uh, definitely some um, good ideas coming out of the group. Uh, yeah, so other results on the night. Uh, St. Kevin's boys beat St. Patrick's Athletic 1-0. We Derry City 2 and Sligo Rovers nil and Waterford 4 Finn Harps nil Finn Harps are all over the shop aren't they yeah their they're form is nuts um, Dundalk 1 Cork nil in um, we had Pat Tutty analysing it he's going to give his notes to Bradza for the game is he yeah and uh, yeah so they beat Cork 1-0 Cork like I said it's the most confident they've been going to the cross in a while don't want to jinx it but I think if we play our strongest team and our and we play the way we have been playing. The, the battle's going to be won in midfield. I think we have the better midfield. I think we have the better back four. I think the only one we need to kind of worry about could possibly be Morrissey. Cummins. Keep, keep, Grace will have him, hopefully. But it's... It's by far our best chance to win down there since Caulfield took over. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I can't wait because it's going to be absolutely jam-packed. Did you notice that quirky stat though about the League of Ireland results? Give us your quirky stat, Prof. 10 home wins out of 10. And did you hear about the Between the Stripes lads? I did hear that. He won Fuck. a big bet. They, I think between the two of them they got over like 2,000 quid. Yeah. So, um, yeah, fair play to the boys at Between the Stripes. And uh, yeah, we got a higher attendance versus UCD than a game between the top two teams of the last five years. So it just shows you that it's a feel-good vibe around Rovers at the moment. And that's what we want to continue to do. And considering there's a very tough month ahead, six games in four weeks... And it is this is when the team needs us most. Massive this month. Massive month, man. I've been talking about this for how long now? You're always going on, but and April, we're here. Man. We're finally here, prop. Yeah, it's April. <coughs> it begins. Um, it's a very very tough month. So we're going to get prof to predict how many points we're going to get out of the six games because <laughs> he loves it so much. And I'm going to edit that part out of the show. <laughs> um, yeah. So Rovers have pleasure support to the On The Ball campaign. We are campaigning for free sanitary products for female supporters of football grounds. Karen Connolly tweeted at the UCD game, Shamrock Rovers improving the match day experience for females at Tata Stadium. Nice touch. Emma Wheatley said, as always, we're a step ahead. Samantha Lebrary, when I was starting following Rovers 25 years ago, age 11, many LOI grounds didn't have functioning female toilets, not to mention sanitary disposal units. This is huge. Uh, Derry were quick to point out on Twitter that they were actually the first and apparently Shells did it once years ago but whatever I mean we're still light years ahead of Dundalk who uh, still put up a piece of paper on a portaloo saying ladies and they called pre- press conferences to announce their third kits <laughs> I mean <laughs> the, they, they reject women from using their toilet in the main stand and then our lady fans have to lie about being pregnant mm. just to use it so um, yeah Dundalk nice, nice place uh, so next up we have it's what you've all been waiting for it's Winston okay we're back here with Winston and so it's five wins in a row clean sheets and all but one of those still seven points clear run fire at the moment well as as me and some of the lads that were with me have been saying Sure, even I could manage a squad that good. Now listen, credit where credit's due. But let's not let, let's wait to be we get a, a couple of decent teams before we throw, start throwing bouquets at at, at at the manager. I genuinely hope he proves me wrong. But he's hardly the messiah, you know. It's a great start, 
But that's all it is. That's all it is. We haven't won that yet. There's no trophies in the cabinet. We played the bottom team twice. People really need to calm down. Now, Green on misses another open goal against UCD. Now, I think he's worth his place in the team. Right? But, but stick him on the wing. And, uh, uh, you know, start Vajoku in, in Bray on Monday and give him the full 90 minutes. See what he's made of. Yeah, we got the goals in the end against UCD, but there'll be a game when the lack of a centre-forward costs us. If this Vokji is the answer, I don't know, not from what I've seen. And there's, perf- there's a perfectly good striker I've seen at John Bosco. When I take a chance on him, he's banging in the goals down there for Bosco. And the football department know about this now because I passed it on to Stevie McVale on the, the WhatsApps. Two blue ticks, so I know he read it. I'm sure he did. Uh, anything else to say about Friday? Um, yeah, I think when there's a couple of injuries at the back, it shows that we don't have much strength and depth. You know, not as much as we thought we had. And listen, listen, don't even talk to me about P- Pico's hospital passes. Now, I'm telling you this, no word of a lie. If you had a cue and joiner, you go watch him, you'd be ending up in the Oak Ward. I'm telling you. And I'll tell you another thing that was noticeable. Our fitness coach wasn't barking instructions from the touchline. And it only took, what, a three-game ban from the FAI to stop him? Fitness coaches need to, to, to look after fitness and stop talking, thinking that Pep Guardiola, sit down. God, show you. I'm going back to the Sligo game, a big crowd again, uh, which is great to see, isn't it? Oh, it is. Oh, the match day experience in Tallaght is second to none. Second to none. Although there's too many reprobates now in that south stand, and, and I, half of them are on the pitch again when we scored the other night. I mean, it's only UCD. Is that the, is that the, the FAI Cup final? It's a UCD at home, and they're running on the pitch. It's costing us more and more in fines. And, and here's another thing. I see they opened up a new food stall because of congestion, or due to congestion. Should they be really selling that stuff, if that's the case? So that's what my granddad died from. Now, after the final whistle against Sligo, I took a stroll down to the club shop, and to my amazement, I couldn't even get a ticket for the Bowers game on the 23rd. Now that's nonsense. Start selling them now. And those new gillets, them body warmer yokes, they're way overpriced. Have you seen the price of them? 75 euros. You don't even get sleeves. We could buy a whole outfit on Mead Street for that. Oh, and by the way, I do feel sorry for Joel Castrain. That Egypt on the PA pronouncing his name wrong. There's no excuse for that. that that's amateur hour. This club deserves a better PA announcer than that fella. Uh, okay, uh, let's talk about Jack Byrne. How good has he been the last few games and was rewarded with a call-up to the international team? Now listen, he's been very good. And he was brilliant against Sligo. Now don't get me wrong, but that was against Sligo, who are captain when he does it against the likes of Dundalk or Real Madrid, that's when he deserves praise. And look, as for that Ireland call-up, it's a sham, right? You'd wonder what... Well, it's just a big PR exercise. Because I assume if he had played, should he be on the next bow out like Borky was? So, it's probably for the better in the long run that he didn't get on the pitch. Because it's great that our players are getting international recognition. It's bad. The bad news is, though, as soon as they play a game, they'll be halfway out that door. And our, our rovers be weaker. You know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's nonsense. SRFC should stand for Shamrock Rovers Feeders Club. Now, having said that, if an offer does come in, I'd gladly uh, take two million. Oh, easily, yeah. Right, let's get your opinion on the Finn Harps game, actually, because Jack, Trevor and Brando, of course, were all missing for that. The decision to not postpone it. What was your position at the time? Oh, I was totally against playing it. I mean, mine hasn't changed. Even though we won? There's plenty of time to be playing games in hand. With no other games played last week, I would have pushed it back to May 10th. That date was already free, so what's the problem? Well, the points are in the bag, so what's the problem with that? I think we should have done what every other club did. Now Now they'll all have the advantage of two games in hand, and we'll have to wait till they catch up the games, and we'll see what the result stands in the bigger picture. Yeah, well, everyone else can't win their games in hand because some of them play each other. And besides, we're top of the league even if Dundalk win their games in hand. So, Winston, if you can't enjoy being top of the league after a quarter of the season played, I don't know what to tell you. Oh, no, hang on a sec. You're putting words in my mouth here. I'm delighted to be a top of the league for however long it lasts. But I know very well that this lead, after two games against Finn Harps, that's nothing. When everyone else has a player has played their games in hand, I'll see where we are. And I'll enjoy it a lot more then. Because that's, that's a realistic approach. 
instead of getting this top of the league, we're so high up there, we're getting nosebleeds. It's nonsense, nonsense. Well, Winston, we'll leave it there for this week. Thanks for talking to us. This debate is just madness. Oh, we may be an old, curmudgeonly old hoop. Is that what you called me last week? That's because the question. That's because I question things and put them into perspective. Yeah, well, here's some perspective. All you can do is win your games, and we did that, clean sheet and all. The others have to pay. Catch up for that. That's hard. We shouldn't have played it. We shouldn't have played we shouldn't it. Shouldn't have played it. Keeps our momentum going. It puts pressure on Dundalk. It avoids the fixture pile up. Look, we shouldn't have played it. That's all I'm saying. Points be damned. We shouldn't have played it. Points be damned. Sounds as if you'd rather Roberts could still lose no. seven points. No, I wouldn't. Nonsense. So Winston is back. And uh, he's as cranky as ever. Quite a few rants there, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was. Uh, he's on the ball about a few things. Is his poor granddad dying from the congestion? Oh, that, that was sad to hear. By the way, I've been, I was chatting to Winston because we we recorded that after uh, we recorded that after the UCD game, and we're thinking we might do a Winston Q and A in a couple of weeks' time. So we put up a thread in Facebook. And you can send in your question for Winston. Not even just about robbers and football. Maybe word association even. It could be about anything. Yeah. Ask him his favourite film. <laughs> yeah. Because Winston is becoming quite popular. I think uh, yeah. a word association game could be good as yeah. well. People want to know what Winston thinks. Yeah, so uh, we drew nil all away to Bray Wanderers on Monday night in the second round of the League Cup. Losing on penalties and Dean Dillon made his first appearance of the season. Brandon Kavanagh made his first start and Leon Polge made his debut in goal. Sean Kavanagh at centre back. Uh, I think you did a double take. You went, what, what, what? When he started centre back. I think Sean Kavanagh's played in four different positions in the last week. He's just week. one of those players. Everybody played one growing up that could play anywhere. Like he literally could. He's just so, such a good footballer. He can just play anywhere. Never thought I'd see him play there though. But uh, McNiff and Watts in, in the 11, so a strong enough team. Definitely a strong enough team. There was three under-19s on the bench, and only one came on, Thomas Lua, for his senior debut. Oh yeah, how did you do? I actually saw him on the dart on my way in. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I did, yeah. Well, he was throwing the wing again. Bradshaw did that with Armstrong as well. Do you remember that in Drogheda, who was also a striker? And Threw him on the right. Bring him on. He brought him on the left, the Lua. Clark. Yeah, but Dean Dillon on the left as well. Dean Dillon a striker. Yeah, that's right. Clark didn't start against UCD, so I wasn't shocked that he started this game. But was he lo- was he kicked around? Oh, he was. They were kicking themselves. I couldn't believe that he was kept on in extra time, though. I was looking at this thinking, "Jeez, if you're gonna, if you have Clark in mind for Cork, get him out of this game now. Put him in cotton getting wool. Kicked, kicked around Bray before he gets injured for 120 minutes, and then five minutes after, I have this thought: he comes off injured, <sighs> and we already saw Pico go off. Didn't we go through this in Waterford before? Yeah. Yeah, we had one sub left. Uh, Greener was our, our fourth sub. Remember, Davy Mack made history in Stockholm. With the fourth sub, yeah. Fourth sub. So, obviously, Brazzer wanted to save Green to have a chance to win the game. But, uh, I, I can't believe he, he, he almost gave Clark 120 minutes out on Bray. On a Monday. I was stunned. Many travel? A uh, small enough crowd from us, as you can imagine. Monday night game, League Cup few people came up to me complaining that it was 15 euro in. I think Pat's only charged 10. They were we, playing Dundalk. We, we would have charged a 10 as well, I think. I think we did last year, the, the Longford game, if I recall correctly. Uh, started to rain towards the end of the first half, so a lot of us moved over to the home end. And then I opened up Twitter, and James Cook just posted something about the weather in Cuba. Oh, thanks, James. What an arsehole. <laughs> did Sitting there, smoking Cohiba and drinking... Uh, <laughs> The finest Cuban liquor. Definitely did that on purpose. Uh, Lee Finnegan borrowed the, the Bray fans' drum. Did he really? Yeah. For I a moment. Th- started banging on it like a lunatic. And then the stewards just grabbed it off him. He has the old, he's fond of an now running with a steward, isn't he? Yeah. Once it dawned on me that this could go to extra time and I could be stuck out here for another half hour, I was despondent. <laughs> I was like, what have I done? Immediately regretting your decision yeah. to go out to the showground yeah. or to the to the Carlisle. Um, many you so we had the chances. Had we did we create any? Oh, well, the first half was just full of misplaced passes. Nothing to talk about really. Paul's made a good save. Leon the professional made a how, good uh, save. How did he look actually? Look solid. Solid, yeah. He made that save was one on one the first half. So Oki didn't do a whole lot for me now. He's the uh, the playing equivalent of Barney, running around making noises. 
Yeah, it was a scrappy game, so you were hoping he'd buy Nico and get the confidence up. By the way, how how is Hugh Douglas still only twenty five years old? I know he's been around so long. He's seventeen or eighteen. He's in that. He's in that league, and I don't. Not much changes because he's still a hoof merchant. Every ball goes sixty yards. He played the night that we won the title in UCD in two thousand eleven. No, no way. I feel like I'm in that temporal <laughs> causality that Tuddy told me about, where no matter what year it is, every time we play Bray or UCD. That centre back with the long red hair and the Alice band is there, heading the balls away. Oh, there he is! You're like I'm stuck in this loop again. I'll be going to the games when I'm fifty, and I'm like, oh, there he is, heading the ball away. <laughs> so, other chances of note: uh, Ogie hit the bar. Uh, their keeper Saba made a save from uh, Dylan Watsbury kick at the end, and then they went straight up the other end, and Dylan McGlade cracked the post. So that was right near the end of extra time. And uh, Lopez had gone off injured near the end. Oh, see, that's the thing I'm, of, I'm talking uh, about now. I mean, we need these guys for Cork. We need mm-hmm. them fully fit. I mean, Joey's already struggling with a shoulder injury. So that's Pico taking off as a precaution, let's say. Trev taking off as a precaution. Hopefully, I'm praying none of them are injured because we need a full-back four. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a massive game on Friday. So I'm hoping, hoping we don't. Uh, we can nurse them back and they're 100% by Friday. Well, that was near the end of 90 minutes, I think he came off. Mm-hmm. So we were down to 10 men for a little while there until we made the sub. Extra time. It was around this time, Gary, I decided that I hate the League Cup. <laughs> it just, it came to me. Yeah, the Shy Cup. And no EA fever for me. No, Shy like, Cup. It's, and it's not just because we're out again. Now, you might say, oh, but Carol, the Lens Senior Cup, surely that's even worse. No. Because the Leicester Senior Cup is so unimportant, it's actually funny. <laughs> and it has a charm to it. It's 80 years older than the League Cup. It has prestige, comical or otherwise. It does have prestige. There's a reason people use the word a trophy when we go for the League Cup. Yeah. Oh, we might win a trophy or a bit of silverware. <laughs> it's because it's not the League of the FAI Cup. It never will be. It's of no importance until we get to the second half of a semi-final. I know Tohi will be on Twitter now calling me a snob, but I don't care. I agree with you. I agree with you because it's all about the feeling you get when you're going into these games. Like You know very well when the FAI Cup, uh, the round, the first round comes along, second round. You're going to get the feels. You're yeah. going to get the tingles. You're going to go, this is their cup, not the EA Sports Cup. It's bollocks. And I'd like to thank Bradzer for masterminding our edge. <laughs> so... I love the Satanta Cup now. I think you did it too, didn't you? Yeah, it was a great idea. It really was a great idea and it fell down by the wayside. But, um, it felt like it actually meant something. Yeah, the trips were, there was a bit of needle to it, you know. You were meeting new teams, new grounds, to Linfield and Cliftonville. Yeah. Spoiled everybody's fun. Now it's uh, the fun. Seats thrown at you. Um, so in the WhatsApp group, we wanted someone to record the penos and um, Connor Foley, the way he asked it was, can someone go live for the penis? So, uh, Connor, whatever your personal preferences are, with Owen and Owen, keep it to yourself. Uh, keep, stick to football in the WhatsApp group, please. Oh, my God. So, the uh, penos, Prof, hit me with the penos. The penos, Greg scored. Brand okay, hit the bar. Okay. Put a lot of power in it, just too high. Greener's had, was a poor peno. His was saved. Dylan Watts buried his, but Bray scored all four of theirs. Fucking penos. Like I said, shit yeah. cup, glad to be out. And, um, it was our first penalty shootout under Brazzer actually. Really? The last one had been the 2016 League Cup where we won away to Shelburne. Mm. Prof with the stats. Uh, so, yeah, we'll move on now. And um, the Rovers under-19s beat Wexford 2-1 in Tala. Goals by Luke Kelly. And first, Evan Smithers. Excellent. The under-17s won 2-0 away to Wexford. Uh, Sinclair Armstrong and an Evan Caffrey penalty in the 15s were beaten 1-0 by Bray at Roadstone and the 13s also lost to Bray 2-0 out there um, Bray slash Joey's and uh, 19s coming up the Roadstone project the 19s are away to UCD on Saturday 2pm kickoff two games against UCD at Roadstone on Sunday Pints the 17s with a 4pm kickoff and the 13s play at 7 o'clock 15s away game 
to UCD has been moved to Wednesday the 10th of April. This is all according to the official league website, which has been known to change on short notice. So if you are going to the games, please keep yourself notified and keep an eye on the website and the Rovers Twitter. You're saying you're going to have points at 4pm but not 7pm? Or, or both? Oh, well, they just merge into one, don't they? Oh, okay. Merge into the one. Just, just wanted to clarify. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Aaron Bulger, return from suspension to play for them under-19s. That uh, Ireland under-19s, captain in the side to a 2-0 win over Russia in Krasdonar on Tuesday. And Michael Letty scored the winner from for Ireland in the under-15s in the Czech Republic. There's, uh, it's quite a young team they have there in the 19s, isn't it? Yeah. They're starting to motor on big time. And we would four players in that 15s, hadn't we? Mm. I think there was another four players in the squad. I don't think they had yeah, any involvement. So but uh, did you see that Neil Warnock, the Cardiff manager, is threatening to play his under-23s against Man City? No, I didn't see that. What was that about? Because of the decisions that were against him in the Chelsea yeah, game? Yeah, because he's furious over that. So what, a, what a guy. Could Aaron Bolger play a game against Ooh, Man City? I didn't know that. That'd be excellent, wouldn't it? Who would have predicted that? Aaron Bolger playing in a Man City match before Gavin Bazzuno. Bossing it, yeah. Uh, Greg Bulger was voted player of the month for March a Rovers player well deserved and who I voted for really had a good month good season so far player of the season so far can you name anybody else no I'd say he's a, t- a top performer he's so far top performer so far he's been unbelievable and uh, considering we didn't have him in our starting lineup at all before he's essential he uh, like he says his job is to get the ball and give it to the other guys well Going by goals and assists as well. Jack Byrne, close second. He had a great march. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I, th- I think he'll pip it for the Airtricity League player of the month because of the call-up. Purely because of the call-up, I think he'll mm. take it. But, um, yeah, so that is a I big... think to appreciate Greg, you'd have to be like us going to every game and seeing what he's contributing. Whereas often the players who win these awards are kind of... The ones who grab the headlines. Yeah, yeah, the goals yeah. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I do agree with you there. But uh, like I said, Greg, a firm fan favourite and uh, man of steel at the moment. So uh, next up, we have our Quifties last 16 super toy, Alan Manis and Ronan Finn. Okay, so we're here at Rollstone for the last 16 of questions from the East End to get underway. And it's Alan Manis versus Ronan Finn. So we've tweaked the format a bit this year. It's now first to five points. So you'll make random selections from our pool of questions going back and forth between football and general knowledge and steals are now allowed except in multiple choice questions. You can't steal those. Uh, and as always, there's a 15 second time limit and we have to take your first answer. So to determine who goes first, we gave you a question earlier and it's whoever is closest. The question was, how many games did Stephen Rice play for Rovers? So Al said 170. No. Oh, you said 100. Ron said 170. And what did you say? 200. 200. The answer was 225. So Al gets to go first. So do you want to start with football or general knowledge? General knowledge. So pick a number and then cross it off. The one you want. Okay, question is in Game of Thrones. Spunker Wales, so. In the war between Ramsay Bolton and Jon Snow, it was known as Battle of the What? <coughs> no idea. No. no. Give it to Ronan, though. No idea either. So we go to. So there's your advantage gone already. So, uh, so Ronan now. We go to football. So pick one there. Cross it off, please. Who are the lowest ranked international team in Europe? I would say. Seconds. San Marino. Yeah. Sure. I would have guessed that, but if, if it was wrong, I would have said Gibraltar. Yeah. So we'll stay in football, and now you pick one. Taxi last move. 
And then you didn't look at it this morning. Uh, who scored the winner in the Old Firm Derby at the weekend? Don't say it. Come on, big up. I've seen it like, but I don't know his name. Three seconds. Mitchum? Something. No. Ronan. James Forrest. James Forrest. Oh, didn't oh, lead for Ronan. So we'll go back to general knowledge. No, I'm blessed. So can you pick a general knowledge there? Or not? That's number 14. 14. People born between the early 1980s and the mid 90s are typically described by what phrase? Sorry, people born. People born between the early 1980s and the mid 1990s are typically described by what phrase? What do people always call them? The naughties? No. Any idea? And millennials. Why was going? What the? Why was the same lady? Or you stay with your knowledge, so. What was that? I was going to say millennials, that's why I asked the question again. Uh, what is the capital of Belarus? Minsk. Yep. That's where Phoebe's boyfriend moved to. Yeah. All right, Ronan. Football. Uh, football. Want my football? Yeah. Name an Italian who has scored a hat trick in the Premier League. Ravanelli. Yep. He scored. He scored too. Yeah. Ravanelli. It would have been right. Uh, stay with football, uh, Al. You got a goalkeeper question. Uh, who is Brazil's most capped goalkeeper? Caffarel. Yep. What are you doing? No hesitation here. Uh, Ronan, general knowledge. Number two. What is the capital of Mexico? Hello. Put in. Or uh, three that. seconds. Come on. No. It's not going to come on anyway. Give it to Al. Mexico City? Yep. Oh! Back in. Back in. So Al. I'll general knowledge. Who's winning here? Trio. Uh, the 2019 Eurovision will be hosted in which country? Poland. No. Estonia. No. Israel. It's all the controversies. <laughs> Did a couple of general knowledge there with me. Yeah. Uh, Ronan football. Who beat American Samoa 31 0 in a 2002 World Cup qualifier? Who? Samoa. Beat American Samoa 31 0. It's an all time international record score. Who beat them? Argentina. No. Media. Australia. Yep. Fian, you know That's that. That's a great answer. Fian, you know that. Some over in that area, isn't it? Yeah. We're well, doing the Asian zone now, but. What is it? Uh, football. Football. Yeah. Uh, who are currently the lowest scorers in the League of Ireland Premier Division? Spiegel. No, Ron. Give you a few more seconds here. Um, UCD. No, it's actually St. Pat's. Oh, oh, what are you talking about? 
Round and general knowledge. Which one did you pick? Number ten. Number ten. The World Wide Web recently celebrated its anniversary. How old is it? Twenty-eight years. No. Thirty. Thirty. Yeah. Al wins. Five three. Folk and millennials. So the two boys head to head. That was a ding dong, wasn't it? An old ding donger. Yeah, Al fell two 0 behind at one stage. Had to claw his way back. And once again, Finner was full of the. Ah, oh, I know this one. I know this one. But he didn't know it. And every, <laughs> and every time I give him the answer, he says, "Well, he should have oh, known." Should have known that. Yeah. Well, he didn't finish. It was funny when I asked the one about the lowest goal scorers. Pat's on. You still on? Straight away, I got it. I knew you were. I knew there was yeah. a little dig as well. I knew you were doing that. Pat still only have three goals, all scored by Mikey Drennan. And at this stage, we had built a bit of an audience. Greener and Boydie and all were there. And then when I said Pat, they all went, "Ah." Oh. Because I think that they had been talking about it. They said Trev got it, didn't they? Yeah. Trev mentioned they've been talking about it. Joey popped in at one stage, and he made a face when I told him he's playing Sam Bond, as if to say, "Just give me a boy now." Yeah, he needs a bit of a challenge. You reckon Finner is the only one who can actually challenge him? But Finner's gone now. Al told Brazer that he was expecting Irish history questions. Oh, he thinks we're in for him, does he? But didn't get any. He got the all fame though. <laughs> I think he held back on that one I think he knew who scored um, yeah so that was the boys the Quifties and we have Alamanis Big Al going through to the quarters Yep. and next up we'll uh, we're not sure who's next up but we will uh, keep you posted on our Quifties last 16 so Prof hit us with some stats well I'll get the bad ones out of the way will I I'll let Nutsy hear you we've lost our last three FEI Cup and League Cup ties all the first division clubs and all without scoring a goal. Just got cold and Jenny Blues all of a sudden. Got the shivers there. First time since 1997 we went out of the League Cup in the first hurdle in two successive seasons. And the first time ever we went out after only one game in two seasons in a row. Okay. On to the positive ones. Five league wins in a row. First time since between... October 2015 and March 2016 that okay. we've done that in, our, in succession and the first time we have five league wins on the bounce in a single season since 2011 ooh so 2011 Mick yeah. O'Neill's charges is the last time we had five in a row and we're going for six for the first time since 2010 get in so I think most people are aware we don't have a good record in Cork yep. we've only won twice in the league at Turner's Cross since summer football wow and that is 2012 and 2013 was there um, a Ronan Finn I think that was under Kenny he got, yeah. Finner got the winner and there was one Billy Dennehy free kick is that um, a cup game oh that's the Satanta that Cup the semis, was it? remember we got the last minute goal in the Satanta yeah, Cup yeah. won the way goals I know it wasn't a winner but you remember Twiggy's yeah. lay header yeah yeah the was like a draw wasn't it was it the one off? Yeah, draw? it was a draw. Too. That was the with black jersey, possibly. What a what a scene! If you remember Crowdy's first season, we didn't win away for ages. We kept drawing all our games. Didn't didn't win the away game, and then we went out to Cork, wore the purple jerseys, I think. Cracker jersey, yeah. And uh, got to I think McCabe and Finn scored one two one. Absolute cracker of a jersey. Still one of the best. Always reminds me of Desi Baker. Um, any more stats, Prof? That's it. So the positive ones. Very, very positive. And uh, next up we have starting 11s and predictions. Oh, okay. All right, let's go. I'm going to go first. Um, injuries wise, we don't know. You know what? We're going to presume there's a full bill of health as bar the ones we know who are injured. So well, I'm playing the under 17s as my back four. They're the only ones available, so... We've a big Al, right? Um, 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Cavill left full, Pico and Grace, uh, Joey Roy full pending mm-hmm. something injections. Say, Joey um, or Eden would say couple of toy legs. Eden could make it back. Yeah. He's, he's back in training. Uh, I'm gonna go Boulder, McEnf, Finn, Watts, Car Green. So the famous six midfielders and one striker he could say but we're going to go uh, Jack Bourne on the right-ish mm-hmm. on a 4-2-3-1 McAniff in front of the not in front of the back four but you know what I mean those three midfielders mm. and Bourne just kind of give him the free roll Car on the left Green up top 1-0 late win Bedlam in Turner's Cross I'm going to make one tweak to your team there because go on I feel it's possibly lacking a bit of width there. Okay, okay. Joel. I'm going to start Joel Custron. Oh, for the two good. Uh, the cameos. He's getting a start to... for his cameo. Who are you dropping? I'm dropping Watts. Dropping Watts. Yep. Watts, he gone. He's so gone. you're putting him out on the left, born on the right, three yeah. lads in the middle. Yeah. Greener up top. Late. Greener to get the winner in the 90th minute, right? Okay, so uh, injuries... And strength in depth in defence. Can we... Uh, have we exposed we, ourselves a yeah, little bit? we yeah. have, yeah. Because we've... Like Joey. Joey's going to struggle because he's got a, sh- a shoulder injury. Apparently needs surgery. Boyle is out. Uh, Pico possibly has an injury now. We we probably need to strengthen. We probably need to bring in a player. If you remember at the start of the season, we were like, right, Sean Callan, Sean Callan has been given a professional contract. We've heard great things about him. Then we watched Alex Dunn in pre-season. Looks amazing. Mm. We're all thinking, well, we've got, got great cover here. He's injured now. Callan's gone. Cavill played centre-half in Bray, which is a total waste mm. of a player. Like This this could become a crisis. And you know what? Dare I say it. We spoke about Manus getting injured. Fucking picture that shit. I'm going to edit that other show as well. I don't even <laughs> want to think about it. That's just a conversation that popped up in work with me and uh, monster head Connor Foley. Why would you have that conversation? What is wrong with you? It just happened. These things happen. But um, listen, his body's a temple, so we don't have to worry about that. Um, yeah, so that's a problem at the moment because we are struggling. We're struggling for players. And we thought we we were a bit top-heavy on squad-wise at the start of the season with 24, 25. Now, in fairness, we have a strong back forward there. But anyone else, though? I know. God yeah. forbid. So our next three games... Uh, are all on TV Cork Derry and Dundalk and Bowls at home will be as well so you know yourself you're only here to see the Rovers and uh, I'm not really happy that they're on TV because I know it's going to affect the attendance so we'll move swiftly on um, and Dan Fulham and Fielder they don't have to look for dodgy streams they can just watch it on the player possibly it's good for all the overseas hoops and oh, Steve Siri as well another overseas hoop plenty of them knocking around uh, and we have a, a quick plug for our good pal Dan Fulham we have Liberation Dublin presents the awesome tree Pete Orme old school DJ set, set. Uh, a group of old school ravers experiencing young looking to put on a night to showcase the new rave movement and celebrate old school classics tickets are 585 I actually have mine uh, from 585 that's the early board and the tenor afterwards Voodoo Lounge on the 6th and 7th of July so that's Dan Fulham Liberation Dublin presents Awesome Tree, Pete Ormay, old school DJ set in the voodoo. Great little venue. We saw Chris Jericho's band there about 10 years ago. Fuzzy. Fuzzy. Great gig, by the way. Yeah. Um, I think he necked the point of Guinness, <laughs> if, I, if, I'm, if I remember correctly. Uh, great little gig, great little venue. And Dan is really interested in putting these nights on. So go down and support me. Good hoops contingent there. And... Um, yeah, so if you're not living in Australia, like a lot of our good pals and good hoops, get yourself on a bus. The Wack Express, the Hoops SC, the Larrys, the Ultras, planes, trains, automobiles. Get yourself down to Thomas Cross and follow the hoops and let's cheer them on to a victory. Hopefully a late one. So that's it for this week. And keep on hooping, folks. See you.